Wear the GPS watch both Dimity and I swear by, Koros Apex. It's simple and intuitive to use, offers an incredibly long battery life, and seamlessly syncs data for analysis, or Strava bragging rights. Get a free colored watch band with the purchase of any watch by using code MOTHERRUNNER at Koros.com. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Sign up for Indeed now and get a $75 credit toward your first sponsored job. Plus, earn up to $500 extra in sponsored job credits with Indeed's virtual interviews. Visit indeed.com AMR to learn more. We are thrilled, thrilled to partner with Wazelle, a by women for women brand of premium athletic apparel. During the month of June 2022, save 25% off any Wazelle tank tops by using code AMR25 at checkout at wazelle.com. Hey, it's Sarah with a favor to ask. Can you please take five or 10 minutes to fill out a survey for us? We're trying to get a better idea of our audience, how often you run, what you wear when you run, why you run, that sort of thing. So we can bring you content that appeals to you as well as deals from partners that might interest you. A link to the survey is at anothermotherrunner.com slash survey. Please take it yourself as well as sharing it with your running buddies because for every 200 responses we receive, we'll award a $50 gift card to our site. So the more you share the more you have chances of winning. Again, you can find that link at anothermotherrunner.com slash survey. Please and thank you. Welcome back, everyone, to the skills stage. My name is Steve Fleck, your MC uh, at uh, this location at the Run Show USA making its debut in Chicago. We have a very exciting uh, session for you coming up. Um, it is a podcast. It's going to be recorded. It's not live live, but uh, it will be recorded and will be released on Friday uh, this week. And it will be another Mother Runner podcast. And they're calling this uh, particular presentation another Mother Runner podcast party. So without further ado, let's uh, welcome up onto the stage and get things underway so we can start right on time at uh, 2.15. Please welcome up onto the stage co-founder of Another Mother Runner, Sarah Bowen Shea. Come on up, Sarah. We met in the elevator, unbeknownst to us, this morning at the hotel. That was wonderful. Uh, we talked about the, the atrium and the weirdness of atrium hotels. We're staying across the street. Uh, I'd also like to welcome up the other co-founder of the other, another mother runner podcast, Dimity McDowell. Come on up, Dimity. Next coming up, she is a triathlon coach and the co-coach of a Paralympian bronze medalist uh, in the Olympic Games, also from another mother runner, Jennifer Harrison. And last, but certainly not least, she is also a triathlon coach, also co-coach of a Paralympian bronze medalist in triathlon, Elizabeth Waterstrat. So Jennifer and Elizabeth are the guests, and Sarah and Dimity are emceeing and hosting this live recording of another Mother Runner podcast. Over to you, Sarah and Dimity. Wow. And are the, these things are working. They're hot, Mike. I huh? think so, yeah. yeah. Yes. We're going to drop it like it's hot? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, there's been a lot of buildup to this. We're very excited to be here. So um, this is kind of you getting to be in the room where the sausage is made. So we'll be silent for a couple seconds, and then I'll welcome, and then uh, 
we'll go into it, and then when we um, we do have to put a break in, and so we'll just be silent. We'll just not talk for <laughs> 20 seconds. So anyway, all right, we're doing this. Welcome to another Mother Runner. This is Sarah Bowen Shea. I am joined on stage by Dimity McDowell. We are in Chicago. I, I'm ready to go get some pizza, Sarah. <laughs> yes, we are. We are at the first ever U.S. run show uh, in Rosemont. Actually, we're not in Chicago precisely, but we are so close we can smell that pizza. So, um, yes, and I'm going into Chicago on Monday to go to the Art Institute because I couldn't be this close and not go. That's a, that's so, a good call. That's good. Yep. Yes. And we did a little swimming this morning. Well, that was fun. We went to... Uh, we did. We swam outside at... Um, Centennial uh, Fitness Aquatic Center. Yes, in Park Ridge. Park. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. And it was crowded at 7.15. I mean, we shared a lane, which is we perfectly lovely. That was fun. That Yeah, it was exciting to share a lane with Dimity. Uh, looking down a lane and seeing Dimity coming towards you doing Butterfly, you really haven't lived until you've seen that. <laughs> <laughs> I have wingspan. I don't know speed, she but sure I have does. wingspan. She sure does. No wonder I was, I was reminded of a raptor, and I'm like, oh, it's just because she's so strong and sleek, and it's, oh, no, it's the wingspan that must have done it. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, well, we are not the only people on this stage. We are delighted. Our topic today is 10 building blocks of running success at any age. And our guests are coaches Elizabeth Waterstraught and Jennifer Harrison, a.k.a. Coach Liz and Jen, um, who are both well-respected, longtime multi-sport coaches here in the Chicagoland area. They're both successful, well-honed triathletes each having competed in more than 200 triathlon races, including numerous Ironman events, and they are often standing on the podium for those. Coaches Liz and Jen also coach all of our heart rate training and triathlon programs in our Train Like a Mother Club. They've explored and explained the 10 building blocks uh, at our running retreat on Hilton Head Island this past February. And I will admit I was moved to tears by your talk. Um, And just something touch really something deep and guttural inside of me it really caught me off guard to start tearing up over it so i'm i don't know so the coach so you want to relive that i do do we have a box of kleenex for you it stuck with me i'll just use my new badass mother runner t-shirt okay okay yeah yeah so the coaches will join us in conversation after this brief brief break stay with us Dimity and I, and all of Team AMR, are delighted to be partners with Koros, our favorite GPS watch brand. As I've mentioned before, I'm a bit of a tech Luddite, so ease of use is one of the many reasons a Koros is ideal for me. I press two buttons, then I'm off and running, or swimming and cycling. Once I complete my workout, the watch and the app are super easy to use and compatible. Bluetooth connects the two, and the workout data seamlessly uploads to the app, where it's easy to scroll and analyze, even for me. Plus, just like syncing from the watch to the app is automatic and instant, so is the transfer of data over to Strava from the Koros app. During this back injury that I've had, getting kudos on Strava has been making my day, so this ease of use is critical. Another reason I'm a loyal Koros lover, the battery life of the GPS watch. In normal GPS mode, you enjoy 25 hours of battery life. Since switching to Koros several years ago, I've never been greeted by a low battery when I strap on my watch, or worse, having my battery die mid-run. Ooh. The long life battery means my Koros Apex is ready when I am, like this weekend, when I plan to make my 2022 debut for open water swimming. Get a free watch band with the purchase of any watch on Koros.com. Just add the band of your choice, and at checkout, enter code MOTHERRUNNER to receive the offer. 
That's C-O-R-O-S dot com and code MOTHERRUNNER. In this case, one word, MOTHERRUNNER. KOROS dot com, code MOTHERRUNNER. Work occupies a large chunk of our life, so it's important to be surrounded by people you enjoy and respect. Indeed can help you build the best team possible. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring partner that can help you do it all. Find great talent faster through time-saving tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessments, and virtual interviews. With Instant Match, more than 80% of employers get quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job, according to Indeed Data US. And it gets even better. Indeed's the only job site where you only pay for applications that meet your must-have requirements. Indeed is impressive and effective for many reasons. And for me, virtual interviews tops the list for niftiness. With virtual interviews, you can message, schedule, and interview top talent seamlessly all in one place with no downloads, plugins, or purchases. You can do it all in one place with Indeed. Sign up for Indeed now and get a $75 credit towards your first sponsored job. Plus, earn up to $500 extra in sponsored job credits with Indeed's virtual interviews. Visit indeed.com slash AMR to learn more. Claim your credits at indeed, that's I-N-D-E-E-D.com slash AMR, indeed.com slash AMR. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I vividly remember the first time I ever encountered the brand Wazelle at a small race expo here in the Pacific Northwest. I loved the look and feel of their athletic apparel, but I was like, wait, how do you say that word? As I quickly learned, it's pronounced Wazelle, and it's spelled O-I-S-E-L-L-E. It's French for bird. Wazelle makes running apparel for female athletes of all ages, paces, and places. The Seattle-based brand started with an obsession for creating the first-ever non-poofy, smooth-waisted, well-constructed women's running shorts called the Roga, and Wazelle has grown to offer a full range of shorts, tanks, tights, accessories, and outerwear, all of which I love, love, love. They use eye-catching pretty patterns, I adore pattern shorts, and make functional, well-crafted pieces in a range of colors. My favorite, the flight tank top, is a perennial Wazelle offering, and I own it in, oh, at least five colors. Its seamless design, long and slightly shaped, has a versatile racerback design, scoop neck, and iconic drop stitch birds. And like almost all Wazelle pieces, the flight tank is offered in a wide range of sizes. It's available in extra small to 3X. The Roga shorts I mentioned, they come in numeric sizes 2 to 24 slash 26. Thanks to our partnership, you can save 25% off any Wazelle tank tops during the month of June 2022. Use code AMR25 at wazelle.com. That big savings is exclusive to our audience, so shop now during the month of June 2022. Again, use code AMR25 at wazelle.com. That's O-I-S-E-L-L-E.com. All right, ladies, so great to have you. Um, I'm sitting next to Coach Liz, and then two down is Coach Jen. And Coach Liz, um, you look like you've been through a little bit of a situation. Can you explain why you are, like, all scarred and bandaged up? Yes. Uh, Yesterday, in the spirit of trying new things and being the example for my athletes, I did the USA Triathlon Gravel National Championship. And I was leading the race, and I uh, sent it a little too fast into some big rocks, and the rocks won. <laughs> but I still got back on my bike and won my age group, so it was, it was oh worth it, I think. 
<laughs> Wait, so there's a gravel national championships for triathlons? Yes, it's in Arkansas, and it's also there's also an off-road one. So if you have a mountain bike and you just want to try something new. Uh, and that one wasn't off-road? <laughs> <laughs> My husband did the off one, off-road one today, and he was scared. And he's not really a guy that gets scared. So, so anyway. good. good. Going outside your comfort zone. I like that. I like that. And Jen, um, where are you in your training? I ask with an asterisk next to it. <laughs> um, I'm coming off being sick, so I'm just trying to get healthy again. Um, so, yeah, I'm just trying to get healthy and get, put consistency back in. All right. All yes. right. I like it. All right. So 10 cornerstones of a success at any age. I love this topic. Like I said, it moved me to tears. Um, so how did you decide on the 10 elements that are on the list? Well, I, when Elizabeth and I sat down to get ready for Hilton Head, we just put together a list that just resonated with us and something that we hear all the time from our athletes and just our gut reaction to what are the 10 most important things to be successful at any age. I think we always hear about, oh, it, masters athletes slow down or the young people are so much faster. And we wanted to kind of just get rid of all that and just focus on as we age, whether you're 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, what are the cornerstones to success? Would you add anything to that, Liz? Uh, we, like Jen said, I mean, we, we hear it all the time from athletes, you know, how do you navigate changes in life, whether it's age or coming back from babies. And we felt like no matter where you were in life, there were key characteristics to just moving forward with, with the success and, and joy in everything you're doing. Nice, nice. Okay. Uh, hold on. I'm going to do a side note that Alex will edit out. Don't be afraid to hold the mic really close okay. to you. Particularly I with miss all Alex. The ambient. Yeah, you miss Alex, yeah. <laughs> Particularly with all the ambient noise that's in here. So somebody clap so that Alex knows to cut that out. There you go. <laughs> all right, there you go. <laughs> okay, let's end with the suspense and get to the first word, which is resilience. So, Liz, I'll throw this at you. How do you define it, and how does it come into play? Um, at a retreat, you said something along the lines of, um, this is a comeback rather than, um, oh, gosh, clap again. <laughs> I missed a word, even though I have my glasses on. Okay, one more time. Okay, let's end this with the suspense and get to the first word, which is resilience. Liz, I'm going to ask you, how do you define it, and how does it come back into play? Um, at a retreat, you said something along the lines along the lines of this is not not a comeback, but rather a chance to bounce forward and see an obstacle as an opportunity. So resilience, hit it. Yeah, resilience is that ability to bounce back and to keep moving forward. Uh, I think at the retreat, I talked about how we all went through the pandemic. And rather than clinging to this idea of we're going to get back to where we once were, um, we just move forward and there might be in any setback you have, you know, there might be some, some good things that you actually drew from the obstacle. So rather than trying to get back to where you once were, I think about this too, like coming back from having kids, people are always like, Oh, it's my comeback or, and sometimes you never get back to that place or you might even go someplace better. So when we're always looking behind us, it's not very productive. So resili resilience is bouncing back, moving forward, you know, chasing that next big thing. All right. Well, then what do you say to someone like Emily from our retreat? I got uh, some people's notes from the retreat that, to pull together these questions. And Emily wrote in her notes, I'm so bleeping tired of being resilient. She actually di didn't say bleeping. Um, <laughs> 
And so I have to say that I've weathered four months of not running because of my bulging disc. And it, uh, like a lot of what carries me forward is, is optimism. And it, I found that it really beat down. It was hard to keep spinning the optimism machine and keep that resilient. I don't know. I think it's important, you know, when you do have a setback, that you give yourself time to grieve and to miss the things that maybe you were once able to do. You know, injury is, is a great example. You might be missing the social connection. Uh, it, just beyond the, the physical boost of going for a run, you might miss going and looking for found change. Found change. With your BRF. Um, but I also think that you need to cling to that optimism, too. I think hope is a great strategy. Optimism, can-do attitude. Things will get better. Things will look up. Uh, so it's it's hard. It's not easy, and I think it's also okay to acknowledge this is really challenging, uh, and give yourself some grace there. Okay, um, I don't even think I should. We don't even talk about this one because I just exude it in spades, Sarah. I think you would say um, patience is next on the list. I'm a very patient person, especially with my children. Um, so Jen, talk to us about why patience is important in any kind of athletic success. Yes, and it kind of comes back to the, the setbacks and trying to be patient with things and be patient with yourself and be patient with the process. Trust the process, whether you're following a plan, whether you have a coach, just putting that trust and that patience that progress is not linear, that there are massive ups and massive downs, um, especially through this pandemic with people getting sick and the patience to come back from something like that, the patience to come back from an injury, the patience to come back, um, you know, when the kids are sick and we're just trying to do too much stuff. So just being, like Elizabeth said a little bit earlier, giving yourself some grace, giving yourself the patience to get through the process. And I think people are sometimes, frankly, just too hard on themselves. I think everybody's trying to be too perfect, and we just can't. We just have to give ourselves grace and be patient and let the process unfold. Um, And I think it's also important to talk for a second about patience during the training cycle, right? So you sign up for, you know, a 20-week marathon plan, which is long for a lot of people. They're like, whoa, I don't want to train hard for 20 weeks or 15 weeks. I trained with you guys um, for the, uh, the aqua bike race, an aqua bike race last fall. And, um, you know, and you guys, you threw it at me. I mean, I definitely was working hard. And so as a result, I was like, okay, well, then I'm going to see massive gains, right? Like over these last four weeks, I'm going to like improve my like basically the, the equivalent of my running splits, like 30 seconds a mile, right? I was on the bike, but that's what I was looking for. Um, I got like a watt, which is like, you know, maybe three seconds, which is exactly what I should have gotten. Um, and, and Liz, you were very, I mean, kind and smart about it, but you like, you, you can't just expect that just because you start to work hard, everything is just going to like, all pistons are going to fire, right? Right. Process, progress, never happens fast enough. It, you will never get faster fast enough. Uh, and, and it's not even a matter of lowering the bar and, and not wanting to get fast. It's just resetting your expectations to know that it takes time. And if you pull out that measuring stick every single day and you're trying to see if you got better every single day based on pace or something you can't control, you'll never find the progress or the joy in the process. So it's patterns over time. It's looking at things beyond numbers and speed. Uh, Did I get better every day based on my mindset? Or maybe you went to bed a little earlier or ate better. You know, sometimes it's just changing the perspective there. Well, yeah. And and just, again, to 
put a specific example on this. So there was an FTP test for, for cycling. You go hard for 20 minutes. And yeah, I only got maybe a watt or two, but, um, but I got a much better 20 minutes of solid effort. I wasn't like an EKG machine going up and down, like, I can't do this. I can't do this. And I really worked on my head and that made a difference down the line. So just a little period on that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, strength comes next on your list. And I'm thinking we're not just talking physical strength. No, uh, strength. I can't say enough about strength. I think it's one of the biggest things that people miss um, is that they spend so much time running, swimming, biking, if you're a triathlete, if you're running, running, and not really doing enough proper strength. And we all know it. We all read it. We all deep down inside know we should be doing more. Um, it's really hard to go down in our basements or whatever and, and do the strength, but especially 40 plus year olds, men and women, and especially women, the benefit, <laughs> but another, but really, really women, know, kind really, of men, really, really <laughs> men, women, um, need more strength. And when we say strength, let's, let me try to quantify that, you know, the band work and all that is great and please continue to do that. But when I say, when we say strength, we mean weights. We mean not your body weight. We mean hardcore weights. And you don't necessarily, you don't necessarily, it's intimidating. And I I understand it's intimidating. So our advice is hire a personal trainer that has some experience with endurance athletes or has experience with masters females, masters men, whatever you are, and spend your money having them develop a plan for you. If you can't afford to see them on a regular basis, that's fine. Have them develop a plan for you that periodizes over eight weeks or ten weeks and use that. And then once you feel like you've hit a plateau, go back to the trainer in a couple months and say, can we rework this? But heavier weights where you're actually in the gym pushing big weights. You don't necessarily have to throw big barbells over your head and push and push, but you need to have, have weights and full body weights. Yeah. And, and, and I have passion. to say, I started doing that, and I really wish I could turn the clock back and have started it sooner. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, I enjoy my trainer so much as a person, she is actually an, another occasional co-host of mine, that that I forget until I get there, like, oh yeah, this is going to be really challenging, <laughs> yes. and because I so look forward to seeing Brittany, but it, it it's so beneficial. It is, and you know, one of the things I've learned as I've gotten older, and you know, Spend the, spend the money, if you have the money, spend the money on the experts. It's worth, it's worth everything. I drive 55 minutes to see my, my personal trainer once a week, and I do have the luxury to do that, but it, it's worth it for me, and I don't necessarily care how much money it costs. Whenever I feel like it's something that's valuable to me that I won't do as well by myself, I will put the money out for something like that. So don't be afraid to spend the money on... Um, the strength, setting up a good strength program. Okay. So Liz, um, curiosity, curiosity about that, how, how that gravel is going to feel, right? When you, (laughs) have you, have you done a gravel bike race before? No. Oh, all right. So just throw you into, throw you into the, down into the, with the Vipers. Um, all right. So fourth on the list is curiosity. Um, one retreater wrote down, ask what scares you and be curious about that and about why. So, were you curious about the gravel race? I'm just, cu- I'm just curious. <laughs> I think we learn when we enter situations with the spirit of curiosity and, and just wanting to find out, you know, and, and this goes beyond 
a specific time. It's like, let's find out how good can I be today? Let's see where this goes. Let's find out what I'm made of. I mean, when I was in a pile of rocks, my chain is off my bike, my brakes were inverted like pinball flippers. I was like, well, I guess we're just going to find out today. You know, can I overcome the fear? Can I keep moving forward? Can I just make the best of this situation? And I think curiosity underlies that. And if you can stay curious and stay engaged in life, You'll keep learning and, and moving forward, which I think is so important uh, as we get older. Well, and can you talk for a second? I mean, so I love that. And I love that curiosity is like pushing yourself. Can I do this? Can I do this? But I also think sometimes it's like tuning in to curious. Like, what does that feel like? Huh? Curious, staying engaged mentally. Like, that's another thing that you guys really um, focused on with me. And like, it's not necessarily always about like, God, how, how hard can I get my quads to push? How hard can I get my feet to turn over? But instead, like being present almost, right? Yeah. Staying engaged in this moment, telling yourself there's no place I'd rather be and, and just allowing yourself to feel in the moment and to take it all in. And sometimes in doing that, you see and feel and learn things you, you never noticed before. You know, um, yeah. even if you're, you run the same route every single time, if you find yourself being curious, you might say, gosh, I never noticed. Um, up on the Ironman Wisconsin bike course, there's this silly-looking lion water fountain. And one of my athletes rode the course once, and I said, just take your head off of the power meter and the numbers and look around. And she's like, I never knew that this ridiculous-looking water fountain was on the side of the road. I've ridden this course, you know, every weekend this summer. So just it, it opens up your awareness. And when you can do that, anything can happen. Yeah, I like it. I like it. I like it. You just said... Um this is exact. Well, what did you say that? Because I, I was. This is really big. There's no place I'd rather be right there's now. So, there's no place I'd rather be right now, or this is exactly where I'm supposed to be. I love that idea right there, right then. Like, there's nothing else that I should be doing except for being exactly here. Yeah, I did a race about a month ago, and it was really hard. <laughs> I was pushed to my limit, and I just remember looking up and thinking to myself, but there's no place I'd rather be right now. Because sometimes when things get hard, and it doesn't have to be sports, it could be anything in life, you're like, I just want this to be over. Yes. I just want this to end. I want to be on to the next thing. But if you just say to yourself, wait a minute, I, I've waited to be in this moment, then you don't know. Anything can happen there. Yeah. I think, I think Liz needs to start writing pop songs, because that sound like Talking Heads, Whitney Houston. You know I love to sing, and I, I music's yeah. my thing. Yeah, yeah. All right, I'm going to do one more PS on this and then, and then we can move on. But I just wanted to, like, that exactly happened to me at Iron Horse, that bike ride that I did last weekend in Durango. It's a 45, 48-mile ride with, like, 6,000 feet of climbing. And in the moment, I was like, okay, okay, I want it done. I want it done. Like, I was counting by tenths of miles, just trying to just go, go, go. And then we crested the last hill, the last mountain, come down into Silverton. I was like, oh, wait, it's done? It's done. I'm done. Like, I thought about this for, you know, four months or five months or however long it's been. It took us, you know, three plus hours. And it's that longest, shortest thing, you know, where you're like, this is the longest day, but it's over already. So, again, trying to really be present, I just, that just made me think of that. Because you do, I know I'm really, really good at wishing things away when I'm hurting. I don't want to be there. Like in the last 5K of a marathon, and you're like, oh, my oh, yeah. God, 5K to go. Wait a minute. I only have 5K? of this, you know, you can flip the script there and then all of a sudden it becomes an entirely different experience. Yeah. Yeah. Amen for flipping the script. All right. So halfway through the list comes energy. Um, at our retreat, you talked about a daily sabbatical. So, um, if one of you could elaborate on that, please, as well as energy more broadly. 
Yes, with the energy, that's a fun one because it's it's bringing your, not necessarily your A game to everything, but kind of back to what Elizabeth was just talking about by being engaged. Have your energy, be positive, turn it around. I did a swim clinic this morning and there was about 50 or 60 swimmers in open water. And if you live here, you know that we haven't been in open water much. And the energy that they were bringing to the swim clinic was they were like, oh, my God, oh, my God, I'm so nervous. You know, they'd have their head down. They're so nervous. And I said to them, guys, you have to be super positive, not cheesy, not fake, but you have to mentally connect that and bring the energy to the positiveness of being in this experience. Because if you don't, it's going to suck. And open water swimming is hard enough. Anything that's new, these were new swimmers. These are people like new runners that have never run a marathon. And so just being able to control the energy and bringing positiveness to the thing is really important. And then on the flip side, knowing when to bring the energy, but then also knowing when to turn it off and bring down the energy so that you can recharge and kind of reevaluate and kind of not always be on, 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 on. I find sometimes with competitive athletes... And competitive just means you're setting goals for yourself. That's all I mean. Setting goals for yourself that we get too focused, too narrow, and that energy sometimes is wasted on things that shouldn't be wasted on, right? I always say control what you can control, let everything else go, and then making sure that you're taking time to evaluate the day, evaluate how you spend your energy. We only have so much energy to give every day. You know how it is. You work all day. You're with your kids if you have kids, and by the end of the day, you're like, oh my gosh, I just have no energy left for myself. So trying to manage that energy through the day in a positive and negative way is is important. Uh, So Jen, like practically, okay, so you're one of your swimmers, you're dreading this because you're either scared or it's cold or you didn't have a good sleep last night or whatever. There's some reason why your head is down and you're not projecting positivity or energy. So what, like, or, you know, you're about to start set of 800s at the track and you hate 800s or you think you hate 800s. Like what can an athlete do to kind of, again, like we're not talking about like all of a sudden bringing out the pom-poms, but how can they can kind of just do a quick mood shift to, you know, maybe just get a little bit more on the positive side of things. Yeah. And you know what that is? It's just, I always tell athletes and it sounds kind of cheesy, but to have a positive mantra, we all have to have a positive mantra. I couldn't get, I had one of the women today where she was crying and I went up to her, and they're panicking in the water and, and everything. And I just said, and we're, now remember, we're in the water treading while I'm having this conversation with her. And I said to her, I said, listen, turn your brain off. You're overthinking it. I wasn't, wasn't this, this stern. <laughs> like, this stern. Jen, I wasn't turn this your brain. I, you're like... <laughs> I wasn't this stern. So I want you to know that I softened this whole blow while she's treading water, uh, you know, in the middle of a lake that was 66 degrees. So... But I said to her, I said, just, just stop thinking. Well, what's the worst that's going to happen? I'm going to be right here with you. We've got all these lifeguards and all these kayaks. You're in a wetsuit. You're not going to drown because that's a legit concern, right? So it's just, it's just a matter of, of having this positive mantra. And it's as simple as saying, I can do this. I'm strong. I can do this. And back to what Elizabeth said about being present, being in the moment, and just focusing on that. Don't focus on how am I going to get from mile one of the run to the 26 miles of the marathon. Just focus on one little thing at a time. So that's usually, practically, what I try to tell people is break it up in little segments and literally positive thoughts. And whatever that positive thoughts are, I'm strong, I can do this. I know it sounds cheesy, 
But that's, those are the voices that we hear in our head, and that's what we need to tell ourselves. Well, and, you, and you do that, right? So she starts swimming, right? And then all of a sudden, 10 strokes and she feels better. 20 more strokes, she feels better. And then, and then it kind of builds on itself. But yeah, you, sometimes you just need that little, like, kickstart out the door, right? Yes. Okay, community. That will be our number six. And that is one that I, you know, I do have community in spades. I love community in spades. Patience, maybe not so much. Um, community is a cornerstone of another mother runner. Um, and I think it's the cornerstone of events like this where you come and meet and talk to like-minded people um, and you have something in common that you share. Liz, talk about um, how community and the people you surround yourself with help pave the way to success. Sure. Well, we all need our people. And you know who your people are. And it's important to make sure those people are in your life and you have contact with them. Uh, and it's also important to know who your people are not. Not everyone is for you. Uh, that's okay. And I'm introverted. So a lot of people aren't for me. They're too much. Jen's the one extrovert I allow into my community. That's a true statement, but I want you to know how hard I have worked in the 15 years to break that glass ceiling. I want you to know, but it's, you know, you are the sum of who you spend your time with. Uh, and and you know, some people you can't remove from your community. There there might be in-laws you can't remove from your community. But it's also okay to say no to those people or to set boundaries and and just, you know, kind of drawing on the whole energy concept. Just make sure you spend a lot of time with people who fill your bucket with energy and not as much time with people who drain that energy. Well, and I think it's important too. I mean, um, and I know, you know, COVID is going to come back and bug us and bite us for many years to come, I feel like. Um, But getting back into a group situation, I mean... Like, Jen, I don't think I would want to be in your group swim this morning, except for that it was a group swim, right? And you're showing up with other people, and there's something about that energy and momentum that, um, gosh, I know that I've missed a ton with COVID and not having the people around me, right? So getting to events, um, you know, walking a 5K if you're not in running shape or showing up at a group swim or, like, the bike event that... Um, one woman that I know did it. She's like, this is the 23rd time I, I've done this. Granted, she lives in Durango, which is where it was. But she's just like, I just love being out here with my people. I just love being out here with my people, seeing them. And, and I, we all know that race feeling where you're like standing in the corral and you look around and you're like, oh, I could talk to any of these people. And they would all make me laugh. They would all have something. We would all have something to talk about, you know. So just a little PS there. Okay. I've got another question. <laughs> All right. Perspective, Jen. Oh, gosh. You've talked to me about this a lot um, on some of our Train Like a Mother clubs and with our Train Like a Mother athletes. Perspective, um, because, you know, you have had a couple setbacks. You had a setback at an Ironman. Was that last year? Yep. And also, um, just unfortunately, aging. And I know we're not, you know, we're not saying it's a bad thing, but it does require some perspective, right? Yeah. Yeah, um, Perspective is in my opinion, one of the most important things, because I think everybody's expectations sometimes need to have a reality check. I think sometimes when we set expectations, our perspective is not as clear as it should be. Um, And I think back to my point of, I think people are too hard on themselves, frankly. Um, I had somebody at this clinic this morning and they're like, he's like, well, how do I get in touch with you? Can you give me your Strava? 
uh, information. And I'm thinking, hell no, I am not on Strava. The reason I'm not on Strava is because my perspective is completely clear and I would ruin myself by competing with every one of my best friends in everything I do. And I know that about myself, so I stay clear away from Strava. And he was, he was a U- University of Illinois kid, so he was like, well, uh, I don't know how to, you know. And anyway, so I wanted to say to him, you need a little bit of some perspective on this. Why don't you just call me? Just here's my phone number. Call me. But anyway, I, I, that's a tangent. All so, right, Carly Rae Jepsen. Yeah. I, <laughs> but anyway, um, perspective is really hard because we lose perspective as we get slower, as we age, as things become more difficult, or we're coming back from illness, we're coming back from COVID. We lose perspective. And it's really one of the hardest conversations I actually have with athletes is resetting expectations and keeping their perspective in line. And so being clear on your goals, having clarity is, is really, really, really important. What would you add to that, Liz? I think perspective is the key to success on any given day. Uh, One of my athletes is doing Unbound today, which is 200. She's doing the 200 miles of gravel riding in Kansas. And she's a single mom. She's been really sick. Her daughter had an earache. And she said, Coach, it just hasn't been my best few days. And I said, Tanika, today you just show up. You give the best you have of what you've got right here, right now. And that's perspective. It's, and she's prepared months for this. It's not a specific placement. It's a time. It's today I showed up and I gave the best of what I had here now, who I am in this body, at this age, in this weather. And that's all each of us can do. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, coming in at number eight on the list is purpose, which sometimes you all dub as your North Star, which I love. So please talk about that notion and how it can and perhaps should shift by season, by year. Yeah, this is a great segue from perspective. Um, Purpose is your why. What, when the alarm clock goes off at 4.30 a.m. and you've got to meet your best running friends to run, why? And each of us has a different why. And that's your purpose. For some of you, it's just to stay healthy. Others, it's a habit. Another person, it might be setting a PR. Um, but you need to identify that and know that your friends might have different purpose and why than you. Not everybody wants to win their age group or step onto a podium. Some people just want to be out there and say they've done it. Uh, I remember years ago, a guy came to me for coaching for Ironman. And I said, Ryan, why do you want to do it? He goes, because a girl at the bar told me I couldn't. She dared me. I'm like, well, if that, if that gets you up in the morning get your butt out of bed in Chicago winter to get into the pool at 4.30, then that's a great why for you. Um, but each of us has that why, and it changes. You know, 20 years ago, my why was much different than now. Now it's to be a good example to my kids. Or sometimes my why is just because I can. That's my purpose, you know, just to keep proving to myself that I can do it. What's your why these days, Jen? I'm curious where, where your why is. You mean after I was on the side of the road last year at Ironman, Wisconsin, throwing up? Oh, right. Um, <laughs> No, my why is easy. I, and it's not back to being a little bit cheesy, but I tend to run a little bit like that in my own head. I, I have the, I'm always optimi- overly optimistic. Um, my why is I want to be the best version of myself as I get older. I'm, I am so much slower than I was 10 years ago, five years ago. Um, I'm 51 now, and so like life has changed for me dramatically, but I just want to be the best version. I want to compete. I'm super competitive in my own mind, so I just want to compete with the best 
in my age group as I age. That's my why. I don't think my kids care anymore. My kids are in college. They don't really care too much anymore. I think I set that example when they were younger, and now they're just like, oh, okay, Mom, have a good race. Okay, why are you going to Rosemont? You know, like, they don't really care. <laughs> but so my why is that. Sarah, can I ask you what your why is? And now, uh, on a day where you're not um, dealing with your back. And no pickleball. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Uh, uh, Chicken um, and pickle. Um, uh, because I love being a body in motion. Yeah. How about that? I love being outside. I love finding ch- change on the road. Um, Molly and I had a really good tussle over. We saw a change dump by the side, and I nabbed the two quarters. Um, uh, yeah, um, yeah, I don't know. And I think I'm forever running from my, um, not active childhood, my being a reader. And so I fear that, um, not being active will slide me back in that. Nothing wrong with being a reader. I still, I, say, like, I still love reading books, <laughs> but, but, uh, I just, uh, I you think more I'm, of an academic than an athletic childhood. Is that what you're saying? I, I sure am. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, uh. I, I guess I, I'm running from imposter syndrome. You know, I forever feel like a poser. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice. Okay. Uh, wait, wait, we didn't ask Dimity. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, my, uh, well, I, I was doing the asking, which is why I don't have to have an answer. No, I mean, my why um, is pretty easy, um, and I'm pretty transparent about it. Um, aerobic exercise puts me mentally in such a good spot. It changes my, you know, it cleans my windshield, it makes me feel like I'm balanced and ready to take on the day. I mean, this week, so this is a week that um, I've just did the ride on Saturday. So this week, I'm truly like, I am having a recovery week. I am not getting on the bike. I am not doing aerobic exercise. I'll take some walks. I'll do some strength. And Wednesday, I was like, if I don't get in the pool today, <laughs> I am going to, I mean, I already like dropped the F-bomb like seven times with my husband making dinner that night. I'm like, I just need it. I'm not going to go hard and I'm not going to go long, but I need that motion, that forward motion and what that brings to me my, in my spirit and my mind. Okay. Um, speaking of that is discipline, um, or maybe that's a 180. <laughs> but, um, you know, this is a probably a little bit less support. Um, less surprising, but I almost, I would love for you to talk about both what you guys think of discipline, but then also maybe um, the flip side of discipline, which I think that we as type A endurance athletes and whether or not you identify the fact that you're sitting here and you're at the run show, you are that in some respect, some giving yourself some grace, right? When, you know, when you're, when grit isn't the right thing to do. So Jen, talk a little bit about like both the, the positives and maybe the, the easier side, the lighter side of discipline. Sure. Discipline. We all know what discipline is, right? I mean, being consistent, doing the workouts, doing the plan, showing up, being the best you can each day. But you know, the thing with discipline, I think sometimes is that, you know, we don't, we can't have it all. And I think that's where we get all, all of us, every single one of us in this room listening, it gets a little bit mixed up because we want it all. We want to go out with our friends and drink till two o'clock in the morning. And we want to meet our running friends at 6 a.m. Okay. Speak for yourself there. (laughs) I want to be in bed at 8.30 with a book (laughs) after I've had had a drink at 5 p.m. with my friends. Right, right, right. True. (laughs) 
Um, but those are the conversations that we have to have, like, okay, well, we can't have it all. So discipline doesn't mean that you have to be so uptight, you can't do anything, you can't have fun. That, that's, that's the downfall of discipline. But discipline does mean if you set these goals, then figure out the path that you have to take in order to meet those goals. And it's, it's usually consistency, right? All, everything comes back to being consistent, being dedicated. And on the flip side of that, is back to giving yourself some grace. I mean, we're going to get sick. Things are going to niggle on us. Things are, we're going to get hurt. We're going to have crashes on our bike if we're biking. Um, you know, crap happens, right? Our kids get sick. We don't sleep. We're, you know, everything like that. And we have to travel. We're on vacation. So as long as you are not beating yourself up, I think guilt is the worst thing ever. We're just guilt. You feel guilty that you missed the the run in the morning, you feel guilty that you didn't go to the thing and you got to stop it because it's a vicious circle of, of guilt. And then you feel like you can't come out of the guilt and then the workout sucks and it's just this thing. So you have to be disciplined because you have a goal, but you also on the flip side have to give yourself some, some grace not to be perfect. I think if we all look at our training plans that we have and we give ourselves that we know that you don't have to execute. It doesn't have to be perfect to be successful. It puts you in a better mindset. The spirit of the workout. I like that. Get the spirit of the workout done. Don't, don't go down to the last 10th of a mile. Um, okay, Liz, I have a question for you. With um, athletes that are struggling, maybe, you know, I think sometimes when you lay down a plan, right? Like you put your money down for a race and you've got your 20 weeks in front of you and you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden life gets in the way, like week six or seven, the momentum kind of falls. Everything doesn't feel quite as easy and exciting. How do you help those athletes that are, um, you know, just maybe not as disciplined as they'd like to be? Getting them started with just saying, what's one thing you can do right now to move in the direction that you want to go? And maybe it's just putting your running shoes out for tomorrow with the intent that you're going to wake up and put those shoes on and go for a run. But just focusing on the small wins and breaking things down into smaller and smaller steps and helping them to set the habits to get toward their goal. I I think, you know, when athletes struggle, they're often waiting for motivation to strike them, Uh, you know, waiting to feel good, waiting for the weather to be perfect. And to me, motivation is a maybe, whereas discipline is done. Like, it's going to happen because I'm disciplined, not because I'm motivated. I'm not motivated every single day or in the dark of winter. Um, But, you know, just helping them to set smaller goals and getting them to understand that it's a habit and not necessarily feeling it. You don't have to feel it to do it. Well, that's that's so uh, I I um, I like to write a lot and I read a lot about writing. Um, I should probably be writing while I'm reading about it. But anyway, a lot of the advice is about like butt in chair. You know, it's not like this muse is going to come down, this bluebird's going to land on your shoulder and all of a sudden be like, in Dimity, here is the great American novel that you've been wanting to write. You know, like it just doesn't happen. Same thing, you know, like it's not like that happens, that pixie dust, as Liz said, doesn't come down, you know, okay, you're going to go do that tempo run. You are so inspired to do that right now. No, you're going to lace up one shoe. You're going to tie the other. You're going to put on your favorite music and you're going to get it done and you got to show up, right? So... I don't know. I just, I like that, that you just said motivation doesn't, you know, the red, we expect it, right? But it doesn't, I love that it's you, I feel like I'm doing something wrong when motivation doesn't come. And in fact, we're probably just being human, right? Absolutely. I mean, we all have ups and downs and that's a lot to put on motivation too, to expect it to always be there for you. 
are you always there for everybody? It's not going to always be there for you. But just a habit is something we can all do. Just check the box every day. You know, and it kind of goes back to what I said earlier about not always overthinking and thinking about everything. Because if you think about things, oh, my gosh, it's 40 degrees outside. Oh, my God, it's so windy. Oh, God. Oh, I don't, my, my shorts aren't clean. Um, you know, I didn't eat enough last night, so I slept like crap. Whatever it is, if I, if I overthink everything for the long haul that I've been in the sport of running and triathlon, I would never, ever get anything done. So I just think sometimes just don't think. It's like waiting for motivation to happen. It's not going to happen. Same thing with overthinking everything. Just keep things clear and simple. Mm-hmm. All right, we've come to number 10. Joy. Um, so one note that I jotted down when I originally heard this talk at our retreat, uh, one of you two said hard things are fun, which I honestly think is a phrase that like, maybe we should all get tattooed like on our forearms or something so that during a hard training session or a race, we can look down and be reminded of that. Um, and then we signed up for that and that, you know, that, that there will be joy from it. Um, so extol the power of joy, please. Joy. Uh, joy is, is one of the only reasons you should do it. Be, because it's because you have fun. It, it fills you with joy. Uh, and I think if that's the only thing you're chasing, then you will always be content out there. Um, I was on the track maybe a week and a half ago, pouring rain, 50 degrees. And I've always been a runner. So going to the track at you know, mid forties is like, Oh, how much slower am I going to be today? You know, it's a different perspective, but I was out there and just set myself in motion. And all of a sudden it came to me, this thought of what a gift this is, you know, and, and that, that feeling just put such a smile on my face and just brought me such joy. And I reminded myself, you know, that's, that's why I'm out here running because it just brings me so much joy, no matter where I'm at, no matter the pace I'm going or the weather. Yep. Yep. Jen, what, what brings you joy? What, do you, what, what gifts do you feel when you're out there moving? Moving, yeah. I, it kind of comes back to that. I, back to a little bit of my cheesiness in my head, but I'm out there and I'm like, I feel awesome. Like, you know, like, I, it, I, I have to laugh because, again, it's kind of cheesy, but, you know, it's like I feel great. Not, not everything feels great, but, like, I'm, I'm out here. I'm feeling good. I have been a lifelong athlete, so I've swam my whole life, I've ran my whole life, and here I am still in my early 50s, and I feel great. And what kind of joy that is, because like Sarah said earlier, I love the feeling of movement. And so if I'm not doing running or swimming or biking, it's going to be something else. And I know, you know, every year when I line up for all these races, and I've done hundreds of triathlons and run events, every time I line up for a race, of course I'm nervous, that will never change, and that means you care, so that's a good feeling. But I'm like, oh, my gosh, I don't think there's anywhere else I'd really rather be. And that keeps me joyful in the process. Yeah. Well, go ahead, Sarah. Um, well, I mean, we've talked a little bit. Uh, we talk on a podcast about type two fun, right? It doesn't have to be fun to be fun. I talked to Sue earlier. Sue is going to head over to um, Yosemite Half Dome in a couple of weeks um, with her family. And she's super nervous and, like, I just, I can't wait for you to feel that feeling of just elation once you get to the top of the cables, once you get back down from the cables, you realize how strong and capable you are. And that's, I mean, that's one of the things that I thought about last weekend. And you said, like, what a gift this is. Like, I just felt so alive, alive in a way that 
has with the circumstances that we've been through as a collective world, we haven't had the ability to do in the past couple of years. And just that feeling of just like vibrancy when you're around people that you respect and have something in common with and you feel strong and capable. I mean, it's just, I just wish we could get it to more people, right? Because I, th- I think it's sometimes hard to preach, preach the gospel of endurance sports to people who are not innately interested in it. But, um, yeah, it's just, it's so special. So, um, so go chase that joy, Sue, all right? Okay, ladies, so this list is awesome, awesome, awesome. I did not shed a tear, though. That's good. Um, but what's one or two takeaways, you know, for the people here in the audience at the run show and for people listening, you know, a practice or, you know, something that people can implement into their lives to kind of have, you know, start the building process of these cornerstones? Um, I would say stop overthinking and just do it. Dimity has says, says that too. Um, a mood board. Jen, do you recommend a mood board? A what board? A vision board, a, a mood board. Yep, 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 <laughs> yep. Just do it. Stop overthinking. Stop waiting to feel good. Stop waiting to be perfect. Stop waiting to be faster. Stop waiting to, oh, when my kids get out of school. Like, it just never happens. People say to me that all the time. They're like, it's just not a good time. Well, geez, it's never a good time for anything. It's never a good time to have kids. It's never a good time to buy a house. Now might be just a little bit of a better time. (laughs) But in general, it's just not good times to do anything. So just stop thinking about it and just do it. That would be my, my, and, and, and to tie it all together, do stuff that you like. If you don't like it, don't do it. Life is short. Have fun, do stuff and try new things, right? I mean, just like Elizabeth went and did a gravel race. I mean, that's scary, something she hasn't done. So challenge yourself and, you know, have some fun. What would you add, Liz? Uh, I would say go into every day or any experience in life. Stay curious, stay engaged, and stay flexible. This is advice I give to every athlete I coach. They're doing a marathon or an Ironman. I believe it's the formula to winning that day. You know, so stay engaged no matter what the the day or the race brings you, good or bad. Stay engaged with it. Don't give up on yourself. Uh, Stay curious. Always be looking for what can I learn from this uh, to keep moving forward or do better next time. And then stay flexible. You know, sometimes we just get stuck like, well, I'm I'm going to break 430 today and then you're not on pace. Well, what you you know, maybe it's okay. I'm just going to win the next mile or I'm just going to run the next two miles. And so you have to just stay flexible and always be able to uh, be willing to adapt and overcome. Well, thank you ladies for joining us, for sharing. And um, I'm more convinced now than ever that you all need to turn this into a book. So we're going to... In my free time. I know, that's what I said. I'm like, I will just dictate because I like to talk. Yeah. Elizabeth likes to write. Are you offering to be our ghostwriter? Yes. Can you come over? I think I want to off to your left. She's better at that sort of thing. Yeah. Okay, there. I want to write a book. Here we go. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. So, all right. Well, so... um, Everybody listening, whether you're here in person or um, out there in the podcast world, uh, please know we just launched Wazelle co-branded shorts. We are thrilled about them. Wazelle, if you don't know, is a, a by women for women brand up in the Pacific Northwest. So we love having a little Pacific Northwest collab. Um, and so there is a fitted pair, uh, kind of um, seven-inch inseam bike shorts with uh, bike-style shorts with uh, big pockets on the legs. Big zipper pocket on the back. Dimity wore those on our showcase from our Instagram page this week. And then there's also the classic Roga, bright blue, more the um, 
track style short, but they are insanely cute. I'm in love with them. I think Dimity is too. So, um, and they're selling fast, very limited quantity. So to nab a pair of those, go to anothermotherrunner.com slash shorts. Again, that's anothermotherrunner.com slash shorts. Our podcast today was produced back in Portland, Oregon by Alex Ward from Sounds Like Pictures. Many happy miles. Many, many happy miles to you all. <laughs>